Warning, the following podcast may contain material that is inappropriate for listeners that are under the age of 18, are easily offended, or get annoyed listening to the rantings of holier-than-thou-know-it-alls that are anything but. Okay, it is 5 a.m. on Saturday. I am, if you cannot tell from my voice, probably coming down with bronchitis or something. All I know is I got a pretty terrible cough, so if these parts sound like it's cobbled together, they are cobbled together because I'm pausing this recording and cutting out the parts where I start coughing and hacking and wheezing uncontrollably. I may be in pain now, but you'll be in pain once you listen to this. This is part two of show number 63 of the Anime World Order podcast. In which our special guest was Neil Nadelman, and we did nothing but talk about totally lame anime. To hear part one of show number 63, please go to our website, www.animeworldorder.com. I'm saying this because I get the feeling that a couple of people who may not necessarily listen to this show on a regular basis just might download this episode. Just a hunch. The highly likely event that you're only interested in hearing me waste time talking to some anonymous folks... You can go to the website and get the time codes for this episode to see exactly when that starts. You can skip past all the boring anime talk, but I encourage you to listen through to this one because it's pretty good. Just a disclaimer, this is not actually a review of Crystal Triangle. This is more a scene-for-scene synopsis of Crystal Triangle. That is not our usual reviewing style. We just figured we'd describe every single part of the anime so you'd never have to see it. If you like what you hear, you can go to the website and click on the tag, Anime That Sucks, to hear us make fun of other terrible, horrible anime, or if you would actually prefer to hear reviews of real substance, quote-unquote, you can go to the review index and check out all the list of titles we got there. We've got other tags, too. Maybe you like mecha. Maybe you like old-school stuff. Just so you know, we don't just talk about old stuff, even though for this latest episode we were just talking about old stuff. Common misconception, but do check the review index for the full list of titles we've talked about on this show. As I look at the calendar, this might technically actually be our two-year anniversary. Oh, well, I can see nothing more fitting. Anyway, if you like what you hear, please check us out on iTunes. Leave us reviews on there. Once again, Podcast Pickle. A couple of people, I'm very glad that you came and went, added us to your favorites on there. But we're still being beaten by some podcast about maids. Feedback, AnimeWorldOrder at gmail.com. Voicemail, 206-666-4296. Without further ado, here's the rest of show number 63. All right, this is it. The moment we've all been waiting for. (laughs) Since we started this podcast. Time to talk about the pinnacle of these terrible, terrible shows brought to us by Central Park Media. And that would be Crystal Triangle. Is it really the pinnacle, though? Hmm. I think it's probably, like, the most bizarre. Yeah, yeah, Mm. that'll grant you. That'll totally grant you. (laughs) Yeah, a pinnacle in a certain sense. A very special sense. 
Oh, go on about it. What did you take away from Crystal Triangle? Everything. All right, well, this is a an OEV from, I think, 1987, thereabouts. It takes place in the year uh, 198X. So present is, day, present yes. time. <laughs> a terrible, has, terrible year of 1988. Yes. As we mentioned, many bad things happened in this year. The year 1980X has seen future wars, nuclear wars. Yes. That they would release a movie in 1987 that takes place in a time that can only be two more years to go. Yeah, like, okay, it's either 88 (laughs) or 89. Yeah, I, or it already happened, and there was a massive cover-up. As you, yeah. wait, and well, thus, Crystal Triangle is a documentary. Crystal Triangle is the, the dramatic story of a message from God, a very important message from God. A forbidden revelation. Man, the one man that can find this message from God and share it with the world. Because apparently, according to the opening narration, God gave us the Ten Commandments, but right. then he gave us another message, which has been hidden, and all the powers of the world have been searching for it for years. And, and like, it's really right. just an excuse to get because... Hitler involved in this. Because yeah. Japanese <laughs> love them some Hitler. Everyone right, throughout right. history wants this thing. Right, so supposedly this message from God contains information about humanity's future. So all the world governments want this because they think that if they get the message from God, they can control the future of the world. Mwahaha. Along and with I... the cure for AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> But the powers of the world searching for it are, of course, the United States, the Soviet Union, because it is, of course, in 1980. Cold War era. And the secret powers of Japan. The secret yes, powers. not the actual Japanese government. <laughs> no. But the mysterious organization that runs Japan from the shadows. We've it's never a fancy word for before. the Yakuza. <laughs> or something. Yes. yes. So they never really explain what the but, hell but, that but, is. But There's the a lot of things starts, that uh, the, the don't really starts, make sense. It starts in the Middle East, because of yes. course all good things start in the Middle East. Right, right. All good things start in the Middle East, like humanity, the birth of man. Yes. Our main character, Koichiro Kamishiro, is a... Indiana Jones. Archaeologist. Yeah, yeah, he's basically wannabe Indiana Jones. And he and a female professor named Juno... Juno Cassidy. Oh. The very first shot... <laughs> Our intrepid hero falling directly into her boobs because yes. she's a blonde American, and that's the dream of all Japanese men. Yes. Is to nestle their heads between the glorious American hooters. <laughs> and doesn't she speak like random bullshit English? Yes. Well, it's, not, it's not so much bullshit. Uh, no, it's just, it's just, it's Englishy. There's a lot of English and also really bad Russian being spoken by Japanese voice actors in this movie. Because, of course, since the American government and the Russian government, or the Soviet Union government are out to find this thing as well, represented by the CIA and the KGB, as we'll learn, there's lots of people speaking in other languages and not doing a very good job of it. Yeah, so it starts off <laughs> so, in, in the Middle East with uh, right, right. a discovery. So they, uh, yeah, so they go to these ruins in search of God's message, and they're immediately set upon by many men with guns, and, uh, of course, a fight ensues. How did he know the terror? were there. He just kind of sensed them. No, no, he he said the smell is blood and gunpowder. Yes, he smells blood and gunpowder as they are parking outside of the ruins and immediately recognizes that there must be bad men with guns, so he, you know, shoves Juno to the ground. I always assumed that the gorillas pulled up and killed the actual excavation crew. Right. I think that's what I like to think that they were the excavation crew. (laughs) 
<laughs> that they found it with their AK-74 rifles that they're sure to stop and point out. Those terrorists are armed with AK-74 rifles. Play the oh, newest AK-47 rifles, I believe. No, AK-74s. They are AK-74s, and I have to stop and tell a little story at this point. <laughs> when I translated this, the guy who was editing the script for me at Central Park, he's like, shouldn't that be AK-47? I'm like, no, they say AK-74. And he says, well, that's obviously a mistake. Change it to AK-47. I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure that's a real <laughs> rifle. And it turned into, I did some research. Yeah, there was that. no Google image search or anything at the time. We <laughs> couldn't do that at the time, and it's like I get out a book, and I'm looking it up, it's like, oh, well, the AK-47 was invented in 1947, but the newer variant was invented in 1974. That's the uh. automatic Kalashnikov Model 74, which uh. switched over to 7.62 millimeter ammo, and, you know, you can only tell it visually from the AK-47 because it has a slightly longer flash suppressor on the end of the muzzle, and it is a real gun. He's like, no, I don't believe you! And it turned into, like, a two-week argument <laughs> with the SSI at CPM over whether the AK-74 was real, until I ended up having to fax the freaking article about the existence of this Gun. Never before have I ever had to like argue so much for something that is actually just a direct translation of the text. <laughs> and this guy's like, no, I'm sure of it. There's no such thing as the AK-74. But that no. is how I learned all about the AK-74 and why I can tell you what it fires and how to tell it. And it's like, I looked at the animation. It's like, yes, actually, they do have like slightly longer muzzle flash suppression on the end there. See, kids, get a job translating anime and you learn many things. Yeah. So how, so, how yeah, on so earth does an archaeologist defeat an entire squadron of terrorists armed with machine guns? By destroying well, the archaeological uh, dig site, of course. Clearly. <laughs> Juno just happens to have a pistol on her, which, as she says, but there are so many of them and this thing only has six bullets. How can we possibly take them out? Luckily, there happen to be crates of dynamite. Big giant stack crates of dynamite, which they're all just standing next to. Archaeologists don't really excavate with dynamite because it would damage the ruins and the artifacts, so I don't know what the dynamite is doing there. I think Kamashiro is just the shittiest archaeologist ever. <laughs> Probably. So he shoots the crates of dynamite and everything explodes. The ruins fall over. The terrorists either die or run away. Oh, and Long the, story. And the great, there is the great ironic death for the terrorists who try to get into the jeep. Oh, they, yeah. see the thing, they see the thing falling on them. They get out of the jeep and then they all end up getting crushed except the jeep doesn't get crushed. So <laughs> yes. it's ironic because if they just stayed in the jeep they would have survived. It, would have been but it, fine, leaves, yeah. it leaves the jeep for Kamishiro and Juno to drive away in. Yes, very conveniently. So, within these ruins that have collapsed, they find a small cube. Yeah, there's always the real treasure underneath, yes. like, the thing. Right, as, which as Kanashiro, or Kamishiro points out, is made of no ordinary metal. It's, it's the all-spark, so alright? Yes. <laughs> And it's covered in writing, which Kamishiro realizes is the ancient language. Not any particular ancient language, not like it's ancient the Egyptian. The ancient language. The ancient language. At the time, I did not know, but there is apparently some ancient language known by a Japanese archaeologist called like Jindai Moji. Oh, really? Okay. It's like a language from Jindai is like the mythological age. Right. I, right. I don't know if it's real or not. It's one of those things, but when they mention it, it's one of those sorts of bullshit terminology things that right. show up. And I rendered it as the ancient language because honestly, Jindai Moji doesn't show up in any dictionary that I had. But I learned later on that apparently. I think it's like Bermuda Triangle Studies type thing. <laughs> so 
<laughs> right. So yes, uh, they, they do explain later that the ancient language is hieroglyphics used by the ancient superculture of the gods. And conveniently, Kamashiro is the only, only person, person who can read, read the ancient language. He's because he's the only person who believes in this stuff. Yes, because some time ago, he was rescued and then trained by mysterious Tibetan monks. In the art of Ubanishad. Ubanishad, which is basically which... a bunch of mystical bullshit that allows well, him to throw Kamehamehas. I think Ubanishad is actually like a type of yoga. Right, right. It'd have to be, I guess. I don't know that this bears any resemblance. What it does is it makes Kamishiro an action hero, and so after he takes out the terrorist, he's always got, like, his bullshit, like, I'm macho and I'm badass. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't care at all about the the ruins being totally destroyed. He's just like, oh, that's one for the Guinness Book, world's most expensive domino knockdown, baby. Yes, he's, like, the shittiest archaeologist. And naturally, Juno's first reaction is to have sex with him right then and there. Yeah, after they leave uh. the ruins with the cube, they stop for a quick fuck break, which results in them almost missing their plane. So, of course, Kamishiro drives their jeep through the fence of the airfield, and I believe in front of the plane. Yeah, and then somehow they're let onto the plane. Yes, and they let Yeah, they're let onto the plane, but I guess they let anybody onto the fucking plane. (laughs) Apparently so, because shortly after they take off, the plane is then attacked by hijackers. Who could not have possibly hidden their guns anywhere. They were just like, (laughs) oh, I'm checking in with this gun as carry-on. They have these giant rifles. And they're all speaking English, like everyone in the Middle East. Yes, yes. (laughs) This is a hard on. <laughs> Whatever. No, it's or a hijack. A hijack. Yeah, yeah. A hijack. <laughs> and then. I shoot you all. This is a hijack. Be quiet. I kill all of you. It's very lucky for Kamashiro that Juno, international woman of mystery that she is, just happens to have a gas mask with her and a fake tube of lipstick that contains sleeping gas. So she puts her gas mask on and rolls her little tube of lipstick across the floor and uh, everybody's knocked out. Although right before they fall asleep, the hijackers manage to fire their automatic weapons all over the plane, taking out one of the windows, causing Which the causes, plane to go down. You know, if a window gets shot out, it does not cause the plane to crash. I don't know where <laughs> this idea comes from. <laughs> Just having the window knocked out will cause decompression, but well, then you fly lower. And it's a prop-driven plane. I don't know how high right. this thing would be anyway. Well, clearly, the people who wrote this only did the most cursory of research. They're like, all right, yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, hey, hey, this thing was extensively researched. <laughs> I would say so. Moses, Hitler, international spy games. So the plane goes down, and we cut to Japan, where Kamishiro's assistants are lamenting his death. Are his assistants the most useless characters? Yeah. Ever? Yeah. They don't, they don't do, do anything, anything at all. No, they, no, they don't are... do anything. They don't seem to know anything. They're just there. The average to follow doctor around. who's companion will do way more stuff than these assistants do. <laughs> so Kamashiro stumbles in and he's like, "I'm not dead after all." But uh, thanks for doing such a nice job setting up for my my funeral. <laughs> he's always got to be like this macho action hero with his bullshit right. one-liners. I don't think it was ever really explained how he managed to survive or where the hell June is. 
No, or, she's just, he doesn't remember. Juno, yeah, Juno is just, we have no idea, he doesn't remember, maybe she's dead, who knows? And then he, he has he to analyze has the this cube. special cube. Right, so they take the cube to their high-tech lab where they analyze it and discover that inside there are a bunch of triangles that seem to be made, made of, of crystal. crystal. Are they crystal triangles? Yes, yes they <laughs> are. Actually, so, they are in fact three-dimensional objects. Uh, I should point out they. I think they're crystal I, pyramids. They, they're crystal tetrahedrons, aren't they? Well, it's very it's very strange because when you first see them, they look like little pyramids. But then you see a thing later where it shows like flat triangles overlapping in a pattern that makes basically a star of David for them to like read the things. Yeah, and they later, took pictures of each side. Oh, I guess it was just they took pictures of each side. Yeah, they took uh, a, yeah. a photograph of each like, side, then superimposed them all over each other. Right, right. And it and formed form the ancient, ancient language, language from God. Yes. So they read it and get a bunch of stuff about the bow and a priestess and blah, blah, blah. It's actually the priestess Himiko from Yamatai from Phoenix. <laughs> you have completely missed one of the most important things, and that is oh. the introduction of the girl named Miyabi. I'm sorry, that's true, that's true. That is true, yeah. Kamishiro is at home taking a shower, and his assistants have left to buy groceries. Because his girl assistant is going to make omelets for him. Cause he especially that's apparently the him. only thing she can do. Yeah. As they're gone, Kamishiro's in the shower, and he suddenly gets the pseudo-psychic flash of, like, someone is in the apartment and it's not either one of my assistants. So he gets out of the shower, and he puts on a towel, and he steps out to be greeted by his robe folded on the floor, and a demure, beautiful Japanese girl bowing. Total shrine maiden get-up. Yes. She is, of course, what you would refer to as the Yamato Nadesco, the very, very yes. proper, old-fashioned Japanese girl. Right. And she's revealed to be the daughter of a well-known archaeological professor who Kamishiro, I guess, had taken classes from years ago. And she shows up and no, She cooks some dinner, that's right. Because she's the perfect Japanese woman. Right. And then uh, his assistants come home and the girl is very upset because she was supposed to make him food. And he's basically a total jerk. Kamishiro is an asshole as usual. He's like, first of all, he eats the dinner that this girl has fixed for him, completely blowing off the fact that he asked his assistant to make dinner for him. And so now they've gone to the store for no reason. And he also then says, you know, hey, she's the daughter of, you know, the renowned professor. She must know a lot about archaeology. Maybe you guys can actually learn something from her. Oh, my God. What a dick. Yeah, yeah, he's he a total is. dick. He's an action dogs. hero and a real man's man. Exactly. The only thing he doesn't know, though, is that there's psychic Buddhist monks with the power to scream your BMW away <laughs> hiding outside. <laughs> yes, yes. Outside the apartment is someone from the mysterious Japanese organization spying on him. And then, yes, this person is attacked by a crazy monk who screams and blows up his BMW. He went to the Babel II School of Psionics. <laughs> this entire show, like, this show is like 86 minutes or 90 minutes long, and it's the entire thing is just one thing after the other. Like, my notes here about what happens in the plot is filled with, like, short statements ended by exclamation points. Yes. Because that's just... exactly the entire script of this. It's, and this happens! And then this happens! And then And then isn't Hugo. it exciting? Isn't <laughs> it great and awesome and incredible? It's nonstop. And they just keep pulling shit out of their ass over and over again. Like, now they're magic monks and secret organizations and the KGB and the CIA. And our hero, and is, he's just, he's too cool for it. So every time something ridiculous happens, he's like, uh, oh, wow, talk about cliche. 
<laughs> they combine all of the, the various shots of the crystal triangle that forms the ancient language. of like, hmm, right. all of this, I wonder what this is referring to. And then suddenly, the new girl, Miyabi, her eyes... Her eyes glow. And, and she like, just gives a message. They like, think nothing of this. Right. Which, of course, is tied to Nostradamus' prophecies. Because as she points out, Bo in Nostradamus' prophecies refers to Japan. Yes, Which all she, the secrets of the world are in Japan within driving distance yes, of their house. Despite yes. the fact that this was found in the Middle East, and then it keep referring to the Christian god, but all of it's in Japan. And they said, like, hmm, obviously we have to find the shrine of the ancient priestess Himiko. Oh, that's right. down the street. Yeah. Let's go. It, it's just nothing but, like, the Odin deductions. <laughs> yes. So they go to these ruins in Japan where Kamishiro uses a psychic meter to pick up the tra- psionic traces left behind by the ancients, which will allow them to find this artifact that they need to find. Except they don't find the artifact. Instead, the crazy monks following Kamishiro start chanting which causes the earth to, like, cave in and split, and they find a giant temple underneath the ground, which has... It's the temple we were looking for! Yes! Which has no artifact, but it has more ancient language. Well, no, it's not just that. This happens multiple times. They discover, like, a big sacred artifact, some grand archaeological find, and then and it immediately proceeds to blow it up. Yes. Yes. But they don't care because the real treasure is underneath. Suddenly, Kamishiro's greatest... Yeah, Juno appears and then Kamishiro's greatest rival appears. Yes, a rival yes, yes. archaeologist. Well, we discover that Juno is actually a CIA agent assigned to protect Kamishiro and bring him back to the United States once he's obtained God's message. And then, yes, a Moscow professor slash secret KGB agent shows up, who is indeed Kamishiro. Shiro's greatest rival. He is and great- he has a rocket launcher, by the and way. And on top of that, he's at the grandson times, of Rasputin. Yes, at all times during this movie, he has a rocket launcher. Oh, and, boy. As all true archaeologists right. would have. And so once they discover that there's no artifact, these ghost figures start appearing, and the triangles float into the air, and so does Miyabi, and once again, her eyes glow, and she gets possessed, and delivers the, the next important- clue. Right. Delivers the important message that a thousand years ago, Jehovah's message was stolen by Kukai. Kukai was the guy who started the Shingon sect of Buddhism in Japan. Yes, he really existed. I don't know whether or not the green demon monks who look like (laughs) Jenna and Shiranui from Samurai Shodown also really existed. You're spoiling it, Daryl. I'm trying to to build up to this. Stop ruining this, Daryl. Jeez. (laughs) But yeah, so once again, the ruins end up destroyed by all this bullshit that happens as the Russian dude starts yelling about how happy Rasputin would be to know that mysticism is finally triumphed over rationalism. In Russian. Yes, yes, in very, I'm sure, very, very terrible Russian. And shit collapses, and everybody runs away. They're jumped by the mysterious monks who want to kill Kamishiro. But conveniently, the mysterious organization also shows up, and a battle between monks versus helicopters, and then monks versus Japanese swordsmanship ensues. Oh yes, Norio Wakamoto shows up. <laughs> he shows up as a guy named Kinchi, who is a, he's a Yakuza swordsman with a mystical Muramasa blade. Right, yeah, right. You can tell he's voiced by Norio Wakamoto before he even speaks, just by looking at his character design and how <laughs> Dog Soldier-esque. He looks just like Makoto from Dog Soldier. Indeed. And yeah, so, he proceeds to use his magical sword. To cut down the mysterious yeah. monks, yes. Help. When these monks die, it's total MD Geist entrails and intestines and stuff. Right, right. And I got to use the word hell spawn in the translation, too. <laughs> yes, you did. It was very good. 
After all this crazy shit goes down, Kamashiro does what you would never normally expect anybody to do, because it's actually sort of the sensible thing. He decides that they're going to stop looking for God's message and lay low so as not to get murdered by crazy monks or the KGB. Or the CIA. Yeah, or any of these <laughs> Or people. the secret organization that is secretly controlling Japan's government. <laughs> The members of whom Gogo 13 would routinely assassinate. Yes. I should point out that the monks, they are of the He tribe, and they are called the He monks. Right. It becomes important later on. Yeah. So they're sitting in a hotel room, and Kamishiro's assistants and Miyavi basically start an argument with him about that we shouldn't, you know, sit here and do nothing while this uh, message from God is there, and it's so much better to go after this, and blah, 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 and anyway, fine. They uh, agree to find finally go, so off to Kyoto! Which uh, happens which... to be where everyone knows Kukai's Buddhist temple is. Yes. On the way, they're cut off by the Yakuza swordsman, who opens his trunk to reveal an entire arsenal of, you know, machine guns and grenades. And, and of course, all the girls pick dainty little pistols. Oh, no, no, right, no, no, right. no, 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 no. Mina, she takes a handgun. Miyabi takes this little demure dagger and then, like, oh, right. slips it into her kimono and then coughs loudly. Yeah, it makes it, it's supposed to be, like, a funny moment. Like, oh, I'm a beautiful woman and I don't want anyone to know that I've got weaponry. And Isao, the male assistant, takes the shotgun. The I, shotgun, I to, right. Yeah, I happen to love Isao because he's got the worst costume I could ever imagine. <laughs> oh, God. He's wearing he's wearing a red turtleneck with a bolo tie. Yeah. And this huge jacket. <laughs> it looks terrible. Everybody looks terrible. The character designs are like yeah. Toyo Ashida, Vampire Hunter D, Root yeah. Search style right. artwork. Yeah, Kamishiro's got pretty amazing eyebrows. Yeah. And yeah, everyone wears these gigantic jackets that make them look absolutely enormous and their heads still look really tiny. On the other oh. hand, it was the 80s and we did wear gigantic yeah. jacks, though. Well, we have tiny true. heads. <laughs> and amazing eyebrows, so. We all had rocket launchers, too, so it's entirely accurate to the time. I am precisely. So, once they've all taken their, their weapons of choice from the this guy's trunk, they continue on to the temple, where after briefly asking the, the monk that they encounter out front about the artifact that they happen to be looking for, he denies that anything like that is there. Shortly after that, the monk begins to turn into a giant monster. He reveals his true form. Yes. It sheds his human facades to reveal he's a demonic robo-dinosaur. Yes, the He tribe are actually all monsters, and they're, they're hiding, but every 26 million years, the other sun, the evil star Nemesis, comes close enough to Earth, and the monsters can draw power from it. And this all time, life is extinguished except them. Yes, in the year 1999, the Nemesis will come again, and they'll draw power, and they want to exterminate the human race so that they you can know rule the, whole, the world forever. That, that whole Nemesis thing, that's like an actual bullshit theory that was floating around at the oh, time. Oh, really? Yes. The, nice. the whole, yeah, he's you know, not just a shapeshifter who hangs out with Wonder Woman. No, he he <laughs> hasn't. He apparently has a subscription to Discover Magazine because <laughs> I remember at the time that they were talking about like hmm, maybe periodic extinctions are caused by a rogue brown dwarf star, and it, <laughs> it's got a 26 million year um, orbital cycle. This is a right, real right. theory that some people have, and they call the star Nemesis. It's like this this movie mixes every crackpot theory together into one grand unification theory. And Atlantis was not... Yeah. No, they don't mention Atlantis or the Moo Empire, although... Or the United Fruit Company. (laughs) (laughs) Tribulation 99, the anime. 
what is funny is, is later on in the movie, they do indeed note that even every scientist is aware of the evil nemesis star, which leads to mass extensions every 26 million years. So they, they treat this as like a legitimate scientific theory that everybody knows about Everyone this. knows about that, along with Phantom, the up-and-coming death merchant. Just nobody knows about the monsters. Hey, hey, you, can, you can go onto Wikipedia and type in nemesis and it'll take you to that thing. Nice. I actually wonder if this that is why this entire movie was written. Maybe there's some underlying like thing that the original writer wanted to get out. I think so. I uh, think this theory. I think the lesson is that you have to cut in half the robo dinosaurs like the Star of David so your slashes form that. Maybe it's like Hermes Wings of Love and it's really meant to, to Oh, oh no, don't 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 give away the secret of Hermes. That's oh, all right, all right. Oh, oh. The secret that, is that we'll you have to blow up Kukai's Buddhist temple to reveal <laughs> the real treasure. Yes, yes. <laughs> they fight the monks during which Kamishiro's convenient training in Ubanisha by the mysterious Tibetan monks becomes useful in which after his shirt is disintegrated by a b- powerful blast from one of the monsters because you know you have to you're usually enough shirt. to kill people or you know destroy metal but for Kamishiro he's such a man it just uh, shreds his shirt shreds yes. his shirt to reveal how masculine he is right and of course once your shirt is gone that's when you realize your true power and so he takes out a couple of glowing sticks and proceeds to slice up all the monsters now, the Yakuza guy had these in his trunk. No, 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 no. He did not. He did not. No. Okay, okay. Kamishiro uh, no. brought them with him? Okay. Because the thing is, the Yakuza guy had the, the trunk full of guns, and then Kamishiro says, if I'm right, we're facing someone who cannot be fought with these guns. And he pulls out a duffel bag and takes out these, like, two Tonfa-type things. He's like, I'll just use these. And okay, okay. For whatever reason, I thought he pulled them out from the trunk, like the Yakuza no, no, guy no. had a bunch of guns, plus these things that I can imbue with spiritual energy, just in case. No, I think Kamishiro had them from, like, his Tibetan monk training. With his crazy yoga thing, and he, right. he does yoga flame. And right. So after the temple is finally exploded, the statue of Kukai within splits open to reveal the actual Actually, treasure, which is the small mirror. Which, if anyone's ever played Fatal Frame, you know that the small mirror is what you really need. Mm-hmm. Except instead of uh, killing the most powerful ghost, once Kamishiro looks into it, it reveals even more ancient writing. This time on Kamishiro himself. Because it's being reflected. It's being reflected right, by the right. light. Yeah, it makes it look like it's It makes like it look like he's writing. reading, like, looking at it reflected off of him, and he has to look in the mirror and read backwards to yeah. determine that... It, it very much looks like this was on him all along, and now it's just being highlighted by the mirror. It's kind of confusing the way they set it up. So yes, they read the new text, which is even more arcane, Nostradamus-esque bullshit clues, which leads them to... Hokkaido, I believe. Yes, that's where the realest treasure of the real treasures are, is in Hokkaido. The ultimate treasure. Yeah, I believe that one that they're looking for are the Jomon uh, burial mounds up in Hokkaido. I don't know if it actually has an Egyptian pyramid at it. Maybe. Oh, they don't. They're just big keyhole-shaped mounds. All of the world's forces of military, of America right. and Soviets, all the missiles and tanks and stuff, they all get sent to Hokkaido in the worst all-English plus Russian montage. The United <laughs> States and, and Soviet Union armies are deployed to Hokkaido, as well as, of course, Juno and the KGB agents that are following them, who engaged in a brief submarine battle underneath the ferry boat that they were taking to Hokkaido while yeah, they were you traveling know, there. The ferry boat will be deep <laughs> enough to have... <laughs> 
not one, but two nuclear submarines. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, so they arrived at Hokkaido, at which point the leader of the mysterious organization, the guy who rules Japan from the shadows, wants to recruit Kamishiro. Kamishiro, being a badass, just blows him off completely. And and so it's like that whole thing with that guy secretly controlling Japan is completely superfluous and pointless yeah, to the no. plot. It has Except- nothing to do with anything. Really. Well, the, the whole thing is he tries to get his Yakuza guy, Kinji, to, like, also force Kamishiro to work for him. And Kinji decides that Kamishiro is just so cool and badass that he is going to turn his back on the mysterious organization. Yes, he double-crosses them. And cuts off his fingertip. Cuts off his fingertip to give to the old man. That's why I figured he was just the leader of the Yakuza. I, I wasn't sure, like, yeah. oh, the Yakuza are secretly pulling the strings. Well, that's the whole thing. Kinji is Yakuza, but mysterious old man in Hakone is never explained. No? <laughs> no. It's just like, explain to me who this Heat tribe is. Oh, well, it's only the most obscure of obscure texts, but they live right here. Oh, everybody knows about them. This leads us to basically the scene of the final battle. And this is where all the, like, ham-fisted messages of this thing are just beaten over our heads. Yes, where they arrive at the burial grounds, which also, for some reason, have an Egyptian-style pyramid sitting there. It rises out of the ground. Yes, the world's armies show up, more glowing crystals and floaty and, you know, mystical lights. The crystals merge into a ground, a giant temple raises out of the ground, there's a bunch more ancient text on what looks like sort of a sealed-off doorway, and it's revealed that a priestess has to go into the structure and basically sacrifice herself in order to receive God's message, which, of course, this is Miyabi. Because uh, she is, in fact, the priestess Kimiko. of the Ichi tribe. Yes, the thing is, at yes. one point, when they killed the monsters at Kukai's temple in Kyoto, we failed to say this, they said, yes, and there will be the coming of the priestess of the Ichi tribe. And they said, Hino Miko. Hino. They're like, Hino Miko! And they're like, Hino And then died. Yeah. Yes. Completely Couldn't figure it out. <laughs> it could come through in the translation. I apologize, but that was like a big, that's a big plot point that you're supposed to be able to pick up, but at the uh, time... I they were able to piece to... together all like the most ridiculous clues to figure out where they needed to go next, but they couldn't figure this out. But they couldn't figure that. this out. <laughs> yes. So, uh, Miyabi, like, summons her, her mystical Himiko powers and goes into the, the door, and we're revealed that the giant temple is actually God's giant spaceship. Yes, it's God's spaceship. <laughs> Let's let that sink in for a minute. Uh, God's spaceship, spaceship with a pyramid on it yes. is the treasure that is hidden underneath Hokkaido. Why would God need a spaceship? God needs spaceships, <laughs> all right? How else is he going to travel through space? We haven't even gotten to what God is yet. No, we we're not going to know what God is yet. You know why? Because the KGB and the CIA all want God's spaceship. Because yes. they need to get the message every, from God. Yes, every country in the world wants God's spaceship and the message enclosed within it. But so how? How huge... can God give us the message when, no, wait, when wait. the people of the world are doing this, Clarissa? Yes, exactly. The two armies begin fighting and there's helicopters and fighter jets shooting each other. And the CIA agent, Juno, and the KGB agent, who still has his rocket launcher, are facing off with Kamishiro on the spaceship, which is now floating into the air. Well, you know, there's lots of, how can people be killing each other? God's message is for everyone. Killing each other over God's message. Yeah. <laughs> There's ridiculous crap like the KGB agent finally comes to the realization that Kamishiro is the manliest man of all and the true hero because he's not doing this for any one country. Or he's one doing ideology. it for academia. Yeah, even though, you know, he destroys every ruins that he comes by. <laughs> yeah. Thereby, you know, destroying precious academic information and relics. 
But whatever, he's a pure academic. So the KGB dude realizes that this is meant for Kamashiro after all, and he's gonna sacrifice himself in order to help out. So he grabs one of these cables. It, these wait, it's not. He, you have to. He does before he gets to do that. Like an errant bullet ricochets off the ship off the and hits him straight hits him in, in the, the heart. Chest. And yes. then his response is, "You idiots!" <laughs> yes. How After being shot, doing this, and his Creep. shirt shreds, and he grabs these tow lines that a bunch of the helicopters from one of the armies had attached tow lines to the spaceship, and we're trying and to drag towing, it away from the battlefield. They're trying to tow the spaceship to Russia. Thing. <laughs> yes, so he grabs one of the tow lines and begins pulling the helicopter down towards him. And, His you know, brute Rasputin strength. Yes, and Kamishiro is like, such rage! I've never seen anything like it! I've not seen and such power! And then he takes his rocket launcher and shoots the helicopter. And then after he's been riddled with bullets, he gives an impassioned death speech. Yes. And then falls to his death. Well, yeah, he falls off the top of the spaceship and, and hits his head twice, <laughs> twice, splattering his brains twice <laughs> yes. in different spots. You can see these big red splatters where his head impacted with the side of the spaceship. And he's like, don't forget, Kamishiro, you may have won, <laughs> but not because you're the better archaeologist. <laughs> and then he falls. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Yeah, all this shit happens. Kamishiro finally is blown off the spaceship as Miyabi continues to float towards God's message. And when Kamishiro lands on the ground, he meets the spirit of Kukai, who he has a spiritual battle with during which he... He's he frozen in time, that's right. And that was the whole thing. Kukai starts reciting like a Buddhist sutra, and then... Yes, the eight <laughs> magic syllables. And then Kamishiro responds. And starts doing some weird Sanskrit thing, and then he yells, right. I am the king of beasts! Yes, yeah, he just out of nowhere! I am the king of beasts! And Damn the fucking it, was gonna... wolf fire thing... Yeah, suddenly Kamishiro reveals that not only can he use his Ibanishad powers to fire Kamehamehas, but he's also apparently the Beastmaster. Yes, I don't know Master where... of I... the Beasts! I don't know where his ferrets went, but yeah, whatever. He's the Beastmaster. That was a good movie. This is uh, never explained. No, like, just suddenly just I have the psychic aura of a flaming wolf, and I'm going to do psychic battle with this electric dragon while frozen in time, and that's the climax of this movie. As Miyabi, a.k.a. Himiko, finally reaches the heart of the spaceship, where it's revealed that God, or at the very least God's messenger... No, no, it's God. It's God. God. They meet is, God, God face to face. God is a giant... God is a giant space grub. A pulsating uh, yeah. walnut. Yes. Giant space grub. With the worst voice ever. A four-year-old oh, child. Yes, it's a yep. super high-pitched four-year-old child Spoken through, like, voice. the Daft Punk vocoder. Yes. And it reveals that mankind, the Earth, has the power to defeat Nemesis within it, which is atomic power. And if mankind would simply foolishly stop using it to blow each other up, everyone would become friends. If only nuclear power could be used for good. That is yes. the message of God. And one more thing, and then the God is killed. Yes. <laughs> However, and then he's like, Bwah! Yes, the people can't stop shooting each other outside, and the explosions finally rock the spaceship, and God is thrown out of the little field he's floating in, and... And splatters against the, against the wall. And then she just very casually says, Kamishiro, God is dead. Yes, humanity has now murdered God. In our infinite Miyabi. greedy desire to control everything. Yes. You so bastards! <laughs> yes. We had only one chance to receive God's message! And, and you blew it up! You ruined it! You ruined yeah. it! 
Damn you! Damn you, all the hell! You blew it up in a rainbow explosion of fruit flavor! Miyabi is now psychically communicating with Kamishiro. He receives the message through her. They summon their spiritual powers to combine and form Captain Planet or something. I'm not kidding about the rainbow explosion. (laughs) No, no, you're not. And really, it's just like, Miyabi and Kamashiro have this whole, you know, we're becoming one, we'll never be alone ever again, because our souls are combining, and then Miyabi dies, too, because the ship crashes, and Kamashiro's like, no, Miyabi, you bastard, you blew it up. Our reward for watching through this crap anime (laughs) for 90 minutes is that we get to see your tits. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And Juno and the army surround Kamishiro and wanna, she wants to take him back to the United States. And he basically just stands there and he says, No, you can go ahead and shoot me. You'll never get God's message. I'll never tell you what it is because you wouldn't understand it anyway. And he and his assistants walk away. And then the useless girl stops and sticks her tongue out and goes like, (laughs) Yes. The money shot is the last few sentences of this anime. <laughs> Kamishiro is watching television, and we see that there's a big, giant government cover-up. They're pretending that this giant battle with God's spaceship, somehow no one know. notices, and they're just pretending it was a training accident. You totally, you totally missed one. I know, I, that wasn't what I was gonna say. Oh, I was gonna say what Neil was talking about was uh, Juno's comments as Kamishiro oh. is walking away. Oh, what was yes. that, Neil? It was Jesus, Moses, and Kamishiro. It's always <laughs> been difficult for the people who've gotten God's, God's word. God's message. Yeah. So it's, it's basically Christ, Moses, and Kamishiro. <laughs> Those are the three yes, the great ones. the Japanese archaeologists. Who, uh, at the end, is just goes back to his apartment to drink some Heinekens right. and watch and TV. So, yeah. That's what he does with God's message. Yeah, that's the end of this movie, is like, we conceivably could get God's message, but Kamishiro refuses to tell it to anybody. Because it's too much of an asshole. Yeah, (laughs) he just goes home and drinks beer, because no one would understand the message anyway. And I guess we're all screwed now. I think the idea is he's going to get the message out in his own way because he just doesn't want it to be monopolized or anything. He'll probably start his little secret organization or whatever. Then they can roll the credits, and then the greatest part of this movie comes after the the credits have finished rolling. Yes, a disclaimer. A disclaimer which says... This animated movie is a work of fiction. Don't no, they it, always do that on animated? No, movies? no. Because <laughs> I've, I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot. It's of always anime. the best when they do do it in anime. Like in Golo Thirteen, at the end of the manga, at the end of the story, it has like this work is fictional. Thank you. No shit. I know I've seen a lot of anime where they have this is a work of fiction. Blah blah blah. No, but this no was the first time I had so. ever seen that. Oh. I'd never seen that before, and it's like. <laughs> This movie is completely ridiculous. <laughs> should give you a hint. Yes. God is not really a giant space grub, in case you were confused and thought that maybe we were revealing the truth to you. Japan is not actually run by mysterious old men. <laughs> hey, I read Sanctuary. Japan actually is run by mysterious old men. So yeah, I guess I hope maybe it was Kamishiro's gonna spread the message in his own way, because it just seems like at the end, all of this was pointless, and we don't really get the message after all, because we're idiots, and now we've fucked ourselves, and we're gonna go extinct in 1999. In the year 1999. Because <laughs> yeah, they make no effort to thwart Nemesis from happening, no, or from arriving. The movie just ends there. It's not like they refute the theory that Nemesis is coming. Well, the thing is, we know that we can stop it if we could just use our nuclear power. Right, right. 
Remember, mankind's future. Only Kamishiro knows that, Neil. Yeah. He'll, and he'll he's not sharing, apparently. You know, it's only Yeah, maybe he yet. did get it out, and the world governments did unite and did stop Nemesis in the year 1999, and we just don't know about it due to the massive government cover-up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're all Because the media is complicit. <laughs> you know, obviously the He Tribe monsters didn't take over. Or did yeah. they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Think about that one. Think about that, America. Uh, oh, that Crystal Triangle, oh. man. Now, Best anime ever was, made. Yeah, this was God, also this... like, I thought that this was like a major production in Japan. Like, it had a pretty large cast of people working. They had, I was looking at the credits, Hideaki Anno was an animator on this. Yeah, he was. Akitaro Daiichi was working on this yeah. as well. Yeah. as like animation director like or a, something. Yeah. Large number of people, so I was wondering, you know, this seems like it was just a big deal. I, I didn't know this was an OAV. I thought it was... Uh, like I thought it was a movie, movie until I saw that it wasn't widescreen. I didn't remember yeah. it. And the yeah. director, according to the listing on here that I'm looking at, the director of this... Is currently making a billion dollars. Is the same guy that directed Urashimon. That's right. Oh, good. Urashimon, the original also, Dan Cougar. Yeah, Dream The episodes Hunter of Sherlock Hound nobody cares about. And storyboards for Ipatsu Kikimusume. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Basically, as a writer, he seems to fail at life. An episode directing for Okigu for the Kabute. <laughs> oh, man. He wrote this, too. He came up with the story and directed it. This must have been, like, his great work. Like his no, gr- his great his work, apparently, was Dream Hunter Rem, which was going to be a porno, and then they changed their mind. But, yeah, I, I guess it all worked out for the better for him, because I guess he's being a billionaire or whatever, or enjoying his millions, because he was... Yeah. He worked on the live-action Death Note movies. Mm. The ones where Chairman Kaga is Light Yagami. Oh, God, huh. really? Yep. <laughs> I haven't watched those yet. Oh, they're pretty good. They changed the ending, so it's better. But uh, oh, it's God. like that guy from Tr- Crystal Triangle to Death Note. This guy's been touching our lives <laughs> for quite some time. 20 years. Yes. Oh, no, good. No, I don't know. I haven't seen any, like, original thing that this was based off of. So this it feels original, like it's based right? off a of manga, but it's not. It does. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah, feels like the kind that. of thing that it's adapted from a manga where they... Some, like, 20-volume, you know, epic of, you know... And it really manga. feels like the, there's some sort of... If you look up and find the lineage of Seiji Okuda, you can maybe find the Kazuo Koike training, because it feels so Probably. much, like, offered as yeah. far as, like, this ridiculous narrative that is supposed to be about, all oh, what's really going on in the world, and right, the right. covers it up at the end. Well, I think part of what makes it feel like there should be some hazy long manga is just that so much shit is crammed into this movie. Like I was saying that it's just one like short exclamation point scene after another. And it's just like, and now we're having a, a rocket launcher fight with the KGB agent and the CIA agent and the ruins and everything blows up. And now we're fighting monks that are really monsters. There's a submarine battle under our ferry boat. And that none of us notice because like, we're too busy having <laughs> drama. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the, like the while well, Norio Wakamoto drinks sake stoically. The crappiest and... romance scene ever. <laughs> And yeah, and it's just like stuff keeps happening, and there's no time for you to figure out anything or make any sense of it. There's also no time for the events to like sink in and have impact. It's just no. like, look, this is exciting. This is exciting. This is exciting. Isn't it exciting? Aren't you excited? <laughs> no. The net result is that it's strangely boring. Yeah. I wonder if this was it actually, seems like, like they really did just go through some sort of conspiracy magazine or something and just they like picked up Ron stuff. Paul's newsletter and like okay check <laughs> check yeah, check yeah, yeah. got it. It's like let's do this. All right. Oh, oh crap. This looks cool too. Let's cram that in. Oh, where are we gonna fit it? I don't know. Put it between right the now. 
Put it between the battle with the monster monks and, you know, the hijacking scene on the plane. Uh, and, somewhere and in there. The magic Muramasa sword that he got from the old man. <laughs> oh, God. I and, tend to wonder uh, if this wasn't, like, made with some sort of intention of trying to sell it to America. It, it really feels, feels like, like it's supposed to be, like, this is what Americans want to see in their entertainment. <laughs> yeah. This grand adventurous tour that happens to all take place yeah. within a... Uh, small radius of the nation of Japan for the most part. Because you know that they had just finished watching a new Indiana Jones yeah, movie. Yeah, Indiana the Jones. Guy was, the guy was just like, we can sell this to America. We can do it. And they yeah. did. There's a scene down in the temple of uh, Himiko where suddenly all the spirits come out and it's like, oh, they look like a beautiful woman. Ah, it turns into a horrible monster. And <laughs> which then proceeds to melt the rocket launcher the, the Russian archaeologists right, carry. Right. Yeah, that's all it does is it melts a pouch that Kamishiro's got that presumably yeah. has the crystal triangles. <laughs> yeah, God. But yeah, I think this is where Evangelion came from. What do you think, guys? <laughs> I think that there I definitely is say, influence. I was about to say, I, I wonder if the people that made Spriggan, you know, were influenced strongly by this. Oh, Spriggan. I imagine so. Neil knows the secrets of Evangelion. We don't want you to reveal those, though, because oh. you might get chastised for revealing the secrets of Evangelion. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, we wouldn't I, want that to happen. <laughs> That's a private joke. That's uh, a very private joke. In other words, Crystal Triangle, awesome. Awesome and... Beyond awesome, <laughs> mind-bogglingly just bewildering. mind called it boring, Daryl. I think you can yeah. probably find this VHS on eBay. I wasn't bored by it, Gerald. I'm just saying that the fact that everything is meant to be supposedly exciting all the time, and it can't be relative to anything else, to say, like, oh, this is the setup for the exciting thing. Everything is, like, you're just being told it's exciting. Okay, because, I mean, I was rather excited watching this thing, even, but I wasn't necessarily <laughs> excited by the same thing. You're not they... excited by the action. You're excited yes. by the ludicrousness of the yeah. scenario that's playing out in front of you. <laughs> It's entertaining just... in spite of itself, not by intent, and that's why it's yeah. totally lame. Taken at face value, like, genuinely, it does not entertain. It's only once you start realizing how dumb everything is that this becomes the greatest anime you've ever seen. <laughs> I believe that since this one, the rights to it have expired, and there's no way to get it. It's on tape, and you're not going to find it easily. You're going to have to download it. Oh, God. I, I will have to say that as an industry representative, I cannot condone that. But I see. Yeah, I can't <laughs> condone it. I can't condone that this movie is not out on DVD. <laughs> which is what we really want. We also want it in the theater. <laughs> I want director commentary. I want expert interviews. I would like to have a DVD version that just has explanation liner notes that pop up to explain every single reference. Like how the humanoid did? Yes. Uh, <laughs> So the human, so they can tell me that a character is running and that there's music that says the character is running. Or there's yes. a, a shot of a flamingo and there's a pop-up that says there was a movie called Pink Flamingo. It wasn't once. a flamingo, it was a pink bird. It wasn't, it wasn't even, a, even flamingo. a flamingo. Oh, uh, oh yeah. boy. That's called an attempt to try to make the humanoid interesting. Attempt failed. <laughs> Where's Crystal Triangle? Non-stop education. Yeah. Crystal Triangle is awesome. Crystal Triangle makes no damn sense whatsoever. It isn't no. Rebels in it. You'll never well, be the same. They don't make them like they used to. You'll never be the same after you watch Crystal Triangle. Just imagine, like, the marathon of Crystal Triangle, Spriggan, and uh, what are the other, like, globe-trotting secret oh. conspiracy things? It's almost Noah's Ark. Noah's Ark was a spaceship in Spriggan, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. So this was Spriggan.5. I don't remember much about Spriggan. You don't need to. You just need to remember, vroom, vroom, 
we're going out all over the world. Uh-oh, look out for this dude's chain gun. Oh, no, it's a monofilament wire. Oh, it's a little boy giving speeches. Dinosaurs, holy shit. Holy shit, the dinosaurs are here. Yeah, oh, no. Oh, all bad right. movie. Yeah, watch Crystal Triangle instead. Yes. Speaking of dinosaurs, next time you get me on, we got to talk about Attack of the Super Monsters. Yes, yes. absolutely. This is a recording with some internet folks that I met. Don't actually know their names or nothing, but I met them at AWA 2007, and so we conducted this interview in a commandeered video game room. On the subject of video games, I was a guest host on Dave and Joel's Fast Karate for the Gentleman. Go to www.daveandjoel.com. Show number 169. Check that out. We were talking about Devil May Cry 4, which we got to play at the New York Anime Festival as part of a trial. We also talked about the Devil May Cry anime and other ridiculous things. Check it out. Pretty good time. Again, that was recorded at the New York Anime Festival, which I will probably talk about once I actually have my regular speaking voice back. But you can listen to Dave and Joel's show for a con report. You can also listen to the Geek Nights podcast for their con report. And the most important part of their con report was at about the 33 minute and 30 second mark. I won't spoil it for you, but check it out. One last thing before I actually hit play on this recording. Aaron from the Weekly Anime Review Podcast has finally resurfaced from his underground bunker and released another show, and it's about Genshiken Season 2. So, well, it's more a preview of it. So go on over there, www.weeklyanimereview.com. And he is on episode 63 now. So as bad as I feel for after two years, we released half as many episodes the second year as we did in the first year. We are now caught up with Aaron, technically. Advance warning, there's actually no topic of discussion, even though I tried to kind of sort of make it about talking about the convention we were at. It didn't work out that way because it was like one in the morning. All right, that does it. Time to unleash the internet hate machine. You know what we're talking about. I know what you're talking about. I happen to know. I saw that movie. David Violence and Cashback from the Aforms. All right, we're going to get this shit started. So it's 1.15 in the morning, Friday night, AWA. Yeah, I'm with some anonymous people. We're not going to identify who they are, but we'll just get some random thoughts on how AWA the first day went. We'll start with a random gentleman here. I'll, I'll just call you Alexander Strange. It's an alias. Name. No, it's not. It's just an alias. I haven't thought of any random thoughts yet. You haven't thought of a single one? No. You have no thoughts. My favorite part of a convention is standing in the doorway for four hours, making sure people are wearing badges. Oh, so you're staff. Yes. What could you possibly be staff for? What would they trust you with? They would trust me with watching batches to make sure nobody can get in and play video games who hasn't paid for a batch. God forbid. You oh. must pay for video games. Yes. Video games are very important. Do not pirate. Pirating is illegal. Mm. Playing video games for free? Illegal. Who would advocate such a thing? You're, you're another gentleman. I don't have a name for you, though. I don't have a name. He doesn't have a I'm name. Because I'm definitely not WT Snacks of the internet. Absolutely not. My favorite thing of the con is not standing in the doorway for four hours and not staffing, and instead spending four hours drawing a face from a game manga from Japan on a box. Hey, isn't that Gogo 13's face? Yes. Gogo 13's so fucking manly. Oh, swoon. I can... I can accept that. You didn't actually do that when you were staffing. Mm. That's why I'm not staffing. Mm. And then there's another gentleman here who uh, I don't even know who this guy is. I've seen him. I'm just a dude. Just some, some guy. Dude. I just followed them in. Yeah. A funny hat. No idea. <laughs> funny hats are allowed. Goddamn Yankees. Silly hats only. <laughs>
the Yankees suck. We've run out of mics, so there's another gentleman here. Yeah, I, I, who has amazing legs. I have amazing legs and no name. <laughs> Beautiful. I'm hair. so insanely jealous of your shirt, you fucking yeah, bastard. It's awesome. You went to the Tezuka Museum. Definitely not. I didn't go to. The, I went to the Tokyo Anime Center. Oh, okay, good. Yes. So it wasn't the Tezuka Museum then. I'd feel better, Cole Ransom. So yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I messed up. I didn't mean to do that. It's not going to be funny when you lose your balance and fall back <laughs> on totally a chair. I'm totally not balancing on a chair right now. Not at all. Not at all. So, what the fuck? You slept, like, all night, and 1 p.m. or something, it's like, we're snacks. It's like, oh, he's still asleep. Hey, man. What, what do you do for a living, man? Kill? I, I, yes. Like, go 13? I kill, like, go 13 with the shitty PHP programming language. Mm. Function, uh, shoot in head... Open parentheses, close parentheses, uh, open. Okay, I'm not even going to kill Go to 10. Go to 10, kill, go to 10. It has a 98% chance of success, and West MySQL dies. MySQL so, connection failure. I'm so sorry, you this interview me. can't continue. The, MySQL connection The big question failure. that's on everyone's minds, why do you keep staff in AWA year after year after year? What is the magic? I like to not pay for conventions. That is a good answer. Hey, also, I like That is the reason why I host convention. panels. And that's why I didn't staff this year, because I know everyone who's a director. So you can Lucky just... Lucky me. You can just walk in on the fame of your beautiful face. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, oh, don't you know who I am? God! Who are you? I don't know. I, fuck. I don't know, though. And I staff because I love Super Smash Brothers more than anything in the world. More than piano? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Why'd, why'd you stop it? More than translating Otokajuku. Oh, because they offered me a higher position, and I just told them that I was unavailable to take it. Because unnamed some dude, he's actually a director. My badge said con chair until I scratched it off. <laughs> yeah, it said con chair. Now it just says internet. <laughs> That's your staff position, is internet. Yes, an official. I'm in the ambassador from the internet. I saw the Alexa rankings, and they're no joke. Low tax they didn't are, like yeah, those. Yeah, no, something awful. I posted the second we, we met and started to surpass something awful's Alexa ranking, which is a pretty flawed, terrible... SOMETHINGAWFUL.COM! Uh, I've been to that website. I posted it, and then they secretly closed my thread, and the admin closed my thread, so the moderator couldn't even see it, and then he asked them what was up, and then they immediately archived it, so nobody could get a last word in, so... Nice. We're talking about um, anonymous.com. <laughs> Go there for uh, all your anime porn needs. Yeah. Replace anonymous Shitty with the, uh, included. the actual Actually. domain name and uh, replace .com with your butt. We I looked at the ranking just Thursday. And it was on 101 for the United States. So when we go back tomorrow, we're going to be in there the top 100 websites. Really sad weeaboo masturbating furiously on the internet. Yeah. Why the fuck you say weeaboo? I know. Totally we're punch we're listen, I, oh my god. I really just punched It was him. vicious. He didn't pull the punch whatsoever. <laughs> no, that wasn't like a... There was no mercy. More important than Anime News Network, the important website edited by important people. violent. <laughs> like Zach Birchie and Especially the Zach Birchie. And Bamboo Dong. Two million hits a... Oh. Daryl Surratt. What the fuck is that? I don't know what it is. It's, I've never even heard of that before. What is, what is that? It's a, some city at the southern tip of India that some guy sailed to one day. Wasn't it in Heroes? Maybe. I never saw that show. What is I'm, that? I've never heard of that. It's a show about some guy who's Dio from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. <laughs> To save the cheerleader, to save the I world. I think that means here is this Moe. I don't what know. What is Moe? I, <laughs> Moe what is that word is you just Moe used? Moe is... Moe what is... What is Moe? Martial this is arts. A, this is a philosophical question that is deep and meaning, and you could spend your whole life trying to define Moe, and you never could. Or you, you could just, just draw. You can't define Moe. Don't Moe on real life, sister! Yeah. 
Moe is this totally is what Moe unexpected. Is. Not, Not kids kid stuff. stuff. Martial, Martial arts, arts sci-fi, sci-fi straight action, from Japan. comedy. On right now, 24 hours a day. <laughs> At the, the Anime, Anime Network. Network. You can get the Anime Network right now on DirecTV or Comcast Digital Cable. I can't. He wasn't even going to say that. Neither can I, because I don't have cable. Actually, is this technically considered a, a YTMND anthem in this day and age? <laughs> I'm sorry, he doesn't know what you're talking about. <laughs> he doesn't know what I'm talking Never about. Heard of that. You know why? Because he discovered it. He discovered it independently. Oh. The other important thing about anime conventions is going to the dealer's room and asking Hintone for impossible things. And also buying Spider-Man manga. Yeah, tell me about the Spider-Man manga that you got, man. Spider-Man's totally got junk in the trunk. And by the trunk, I mean his balls. It's, it's totally boner Spider-Man. They didn't draw that part because it would be dirty. But he is wearing a very skin-tight suit in the cover. Boner Spider-Man is a dick! Yeah. He is. <laughs> so this was the Spider-Man drawn by Ryoichi Ikigami. Yes. And written by him. And written, oh, by, and him. written by him. Just the first two volumes. Which, oh, man. I don't know if that makes it as good as things written by Kazuo Koike. Well, Patrick Messias says that's the third best manga of all time. Yeah. Yeah. More, name more name drops. More name dropping. It shows drop that I'm names. from Hollywood. From Hollywood now. Hollywood Hulk Hogan. <laughs> I don't know. These are answers hey man, that I can up with. It's on the internet. With. Everything on the internet is true. I haven't read it yet, and I'm pretty sure Spider-Man isn't going to kill somebody in a Koike-like way. What is a Koike-like way? If someone gets hit in the forehead. Your infant son wearing a mirror on his forehead, so it shines the sun into the other guy's face, so he can't see. Someone Just gets... like in Sun Tzu's The Art of War. That's Needs a very more good Spider-Man riding on motorcycles, and then, you know... How much Marveler is present in this? Probably zero. Oh, man. I have never read an American comic. Hmm. Wait, oh, I read two. One of them was The Dark Knight Returns, which I thought was incredibly pretentious. And the second and one was The Dark Knight Strikes pages. Back, and so you never read comics ever again. Yeah, the other one was Watchmen. Oh, okay. I think the shock... Dark Knight Strikes Back when Batman cuts up a Tonjon car- carcass and, like, goes inside him for warmth. I don't remember. I don't want to remember I only remember, remember the first five pages. The Atom hacked a computer by writing electrons. Is the Shocker a Spider-Man villain? Yeah. Because he he's is. in it. Oh, okay, the pink good. One in the stink. He's in the Because I didn't even know he existed. Oh. Frank Miller hates air. He poses in front of the mirror saying, I am the shocker. He practices a different way to say it. Then he messes up in the street because the Spider-Man newspaper comic is the stupidest thing anybody has ever made. <laughs> yeah, on the subject of the stupidest thing anyone's ever made, anime hell. How about that? I missed it. I don't Did think anybody it's as good go as that <laughs> panel it clearly ripped it off, the panel of doom. Well, you I don't know, know about that? that? I've never it. gone to it. I never want to go to it. Why not? I don't give a you shit. Know you know what I hate about it? Is that people confuse it with AMV hell. So someone tells me that there's no line for AMV hell to get in. But they're talking about anime hell. I see. That pisses me off. Yeah, I would be mad. Yeah. I would I went, never... I went, left my room for no reason for I'd that. I'd be furious. Yeah. MV hell doesn't have Robot KG in it. Hey, man, AMV hell has my video in it, okay? All I care about is me. It's all about me, me, me. Maybe you should change your name to Robot KG. <laughs> Whoa. Tell about your feud with that fat man. And then you'd have, yeah, to, wear, then you'd so... have to wear a red suit and be a chauffeur oh, and shoot people this, with a machine gun. This guy. Oh, this guy. I love him. His name's Minion-chan. Minion-chan, he's my best friend. Friend. Is that Curtainer's girlfriend? Yes, actually it is. Oh, okay. he, I thought Curtainer was gay. And he has lots of acne, and he's got a shoop to whoop shirt that he wears occasionally. I don't know what the fuck a shoop to whoop is, but he was wearing it. And I met him at uh, AFO, Anime Festival Orlando. Worst con ever. He was such a gentleman. He told me that my AMV sucked, and I thought about him. I swooned about him every night, and I couldn't stop thinking about him. I thought I'd see him at AWA, and I haven't. But I made an AMV for him. It was an AMV hell for and I hear people liked it, but I don't know if Minion Chan liked it. Minion Chan, did you like my video? 
Please write me. I miss you, Minion Chan. <laughs> Leave Minion Chan alone. This guy talks a lot. He should get his own podcast. And it should be called Anime Snack Time. I think we should call it Midnight Snacks. Hosted by Midnight. this gentleman. Anime Snacks. And Joey Snack Pants. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. Yeah, that one deserves a blast. <laughs> I would throw my shirt off in a moment of defiance, but I'd, I would ruin the buttons. Can you waste some airtime on the boat here? Play Freebird! <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Alright, so. Oh yeah, we're, 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 it's infinite, man. Oh, okay. Oh, you ruined it. It was during the war. That was not. Talk about why you decided to cosplay as Barack. Well, I'm here to spread the message <laughs> of hope. All right. I've got audacity. This is audacity, and he's got audacity. I've got I hope, and this right is the audacity now. of hope. And I'm you've also of. got. Bio he actually has feels, the wave file yeah. named, I mean, AIF file named audacity. Yes. It's hope. So. Tear down those corn stuff. <laughs> I've got the word. Tear down the corn stuff. <laughs> Tear down those corns, I hate corns! <laughs> Tear down those sugar tires, Daryl Surratt. Oh uh, my god. We need a real Dr. Pepper. <laughs> oh, he's got... He's doing the gangster walk. It's crip walking here, man! Oh. That sounds as good as the gangster walk. Now you can't be Kokogen. Yeah, zipper's been open the entire time. That was part of the child molester joke. Kokogen Tensai is Patrick's favorite band, I think. Yeah, Kokogen Tensai, a black man from Japan. I know. He's a black genius. How many black geniuses are here? Are you a black genius? No. Okay. No. You are. I don't even know what we're talking about. What are we talking about? We were talking about black geniuses. I'm an, That's I'm me. A black man. Okay. Yeah. Didn't you hear? I just said I was a black genius. Okay. Good. God, get with the. the I think you're a baby genius. Yeah. There's the, the entire other mic has been you know. I think you're a silently, baby fur. Silently mute. Mute. I'm not sure. <laughs> I see what you did there. Do you ever look in the mirror at night? And I don't have mirrors. Think about what the fuck ever. have you wrought upon this world? He actually has a mirror phobia. <laughs> yeah. You ever maybe like break a shard of glass and like hold it in your hand and maybe you look at the reflection of the light and then as the blood drips down and you down crush the road, it like, down the road, <laughs> not across the street. This is this is in the palm. This is like Why are you wearing a stupid mask? like how Yuta would do upon noticing that someone had a more beautiful kung fu. You ever do that? I can't say I do. Like Bruce you, you feel no guilt? I mean, that's like Rumsfeld feeling no guilt. <laughs> I didn't make the machine. Yeah, we don't the do machine. anything. Man, serves <laughs> a machine. Leave Moot alone. We don't do anything. We just put yeah, up we, a website. Yeah, we don't. No, it's, that's a very true statement. We and don't then, do anything. No, you don't anything. do anything at all. No one does anything. Yeah, all the other people do it themselves. We delete posts. We don't make more posts. Okay. We watch people root. So you sleep with a clean conscience, knowing that not a single catchphrase has originated with any of you, except maybe this guy. I guess. Certainly not the word we. <laughs> yeah, except the word weeaboo. Now, that's a very useful word because you can you can see people complaining on the internet. They say, <laughs> oh, those fucking weeaboos. They're always talking yeah. about the anime. Yeah, they don't understand the Wapanese origin. And then, then you can ignore them because they hey, said weaboo. Okay, okay. The people were saying Wapanese so much it became really annoying. And, and you had to word like, filter it. Yes, and I'm like, I'm going to filter it. And someone says, did somebody just say Wapanese? Because I think I just heard somebody say Wapanese. Exactly. And that reminded me of it. So. Thus, the weeaboo word filter was born, and now I hate everyone who says it continuously. All of you, I hate all of you. Everyone. This is from a webcomic. Funcom isn't as good as our favorite webcomic, Mega Tokyo. Oh yeah, it's not as good as Mega Tokyo. Gallagher is. 
I saw Fred Gallagher God's at Oticon. Demand. Why would he come I to a 4chan channel? I don't know. Why not? I've invited I'm him, for actually. He's yeah. really good at drawing buttons. I've given him buttons not so much like, a people. few times. I saw him in the elevator, and I totally fangirled. I know. All right. Fred Gallagher. <laughs> His art style is based on these guys called Key. They did the show called Canon, which I know Gerald loves. Oh, yeah. And Clarissa. I, I'm Moe for that show. Holy shit. Fucking As you Moe. should be. Gerald Except is the most they got Moe better, their eyes room. got closer together, and Fred's eyes get farther apart, and that's the important difference. Would you say that Fred is the Rob Liefeld of hands? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen his hands lately. Lately? I've really. seen them, though. <laughs> the operative word. <laughs> I just hasn't had the opportunity. <laughs> so, what does it take to control a room of a thousand utterly insane people at Oticon? Apparently not much, because we didn't do a whole lot. Well, you year. need a puppet. Yeah, we need a puppet. You need a puppet that you uh, decide to use at the panel. You need a puppet in oh, Coda. before then. Or shot. Or shut, yeah. Rest Coda in and peace, shut. rest in peace, my nigga. Yeah, he shut carried that panel, even though he, he was there. Share bear marbles the clown, there's no shut. <laughs> we don't know how to get anybody to ask good questions. I think mm. That was why nothing happened in the Q&A session. I think you need to make everyone who's stupid mute. I mean, moot. Okay. Ha ha ha. It's a moot point. Pointless. It's a moot point because they're all going to be stupid anyway. Mm. Well, it's not like it's we're ever going to go back to Otakon anyway, so okay. it doesn't really matter. You're here for another two more days. What can possibly be in store that could top tonight? My or, death. Oh, he's going to say something else. To die in an anime con is... We were about to die in the elevator. Yeah, you know, yeah. Exactly. Okay. You know Ohio con is the place to go for that. Yeah, <laughs> I think Otakon is the place to go for that. Really, like, ultimate Persona 3 cosplay where... They just get up Persona! on stage. Yeah. Yeah, just get up um, on stage and blow their brains out right on stage. This is the part of the story I forgot to tell Gerald, but I'm not going to tell the internet about it either, so. I hate the internet. They don't get to understand this part of the joke. What joke? What? There ain't no joke, man. It's a joke about no dying joke. at anime cons. No. <laughs> That's not a joke. That's that, just yeah, sad that and serious. I think it is a that joke. That wasn't a joke at all. It's kind of the joke. Oh, it I was say. the joke, isn't it? Wink, wink. He actually winked. <laughs> they can't see you winking, but he winked. For all the anime cons you've ever been to, is this the best convention ever? It's... yes. Yes. That, that's, that's a number, I believe it is. It yes. is a number. The other anime conventions I've been to are Otakon and Anime Festival Orlando and Popocon. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's far superior to those others. Okay, Except that instead of being run by people who don't even know what current anime is, it's run by people who know what all the old anime is. <laughs> And like to talk about it all the time. What's a Matroskophile? It's a terrible <laughs> format with severe technical like flaws. A, pick, it up, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. I understood. Also, soft subs suck Ska. because they mean you don't do as much work on the product. Mm. I only use Vivo and Real Media. Talk about it's a good codec. It. Yeah. That RM. I encode all my Roroni Kenshin episodes in it. Roroni Kenshin? You're such a bishonin. That show came out like a long time ago. Yes. Yeah. Like back in time just to translate and sub it. He's like, Rurouni Kenshin, it needs to come out again so I can do it in Matruska. It really needs the dual subs and the dual audio. It's but so but essential both, for the Rurouni Kenshin experience. But neither dub is the Japanese version. It's actually two different English dubs that you can switch. Back. Look, look, yeah. I hate you. And it, Go yeah, away. Yeah, you can get the Malaysian English dub or the, you know, the anime version. Back in the day, like, the Rurouni Kenshin from somebody who got it off Hotwire. Hotline, something with an H that I can't remember the name of. And I couldn't watch it. it because the subtitles were completely incomprehensible. You should do a fan sub or interview panel. A fan sub or interview panel? What would they talk about? Would they brag about their karaoke yeah. skills? You about Rice Cake Goes Wee. You could get Tom and you could get Exodor. You could get me. Oh, wow. Yes, I could get Exodor. I hear, I hear that all the fan sub people are actually robots. 
It's time actually, cop I was told that all the fan subbers are just 20 people. Naked He's a robot events. that actually moved to Japan. That's impressive. He moved to Japan. So he moved to Japan, and the robots usually come from Japan. What? Think about it. He moved Think to Japan it. just to be able to release digital fan subs faster. That's street cred. Yeah, man, they got <laughs> yeah. fiber over there right here. Fiber for your fan subs. Keeps them moving faster. And they arrest you if you have P2P programs on your computer. That helps a lot. Rock his world. Thanks, Japan, your 99% conviction rate for arrests. Hey, it's not their fault that everyone they arrest happens to be guilty. <laughs> the most the most Objection! The most advanced technology comes out of Japan. Mm. Hold it! I find the defendant dead in my basement. We're not gonna go that route. Not guilty. Choke that man to death. The Smash Brothers tournament, what's gonna happen in there? Oh, we already ran one. And the was there some mad wave dashing? One. There was so much wave dashing I can't see anymore. Did they do the black hole trick? <laughs> what? Did they do the black hole trick? I have no idea what that is. No. You get a lot of people do like attacks for 20 minutes in the right order. I don't and think eventually it, the GameCube freezes. Mm, no, they didn't do that. Okay. Is Mario not entitled to the sweat from his brow? No, says the man from Washington. Belongs to the poor. Sorry, Mario. Your prince is in another castle. <laughs> Can no one else pick this up? No one else knows the game. I've just played the demo five times. No, says the man in the Vatican. It belongs to God. It was not impossible for me to build Rapture under the ocean. It was impossible for me to build it anywhere else. No, says the man in the castle. It is in the other castle. <laughs> this podcast has become far too shocking. <laughs> This podcast needs more gasping. More gasping? <gasps> Put on the Toei soundtrack. I lost my music. Man. No! Oh my God, is that a Casio keyboard? Or is that the Magnus that was the Robot soundtrack? That was the Magnus the Robot, definitely. Oh, the Magnus the Robot soundtrack is so much VHS noise that you can't hear anybody talk. Yeah, Xerxes Tire Iron Dada. Yanus. Lady Esther Nevers. And at one point, you're going to fall over on that poor, innocent lover of punk music. It says the Ramones hey, it's all on up it. to him. He talks oh, to trees. Can we get Dave Merrill to find all Angels. of Gakin so we can explain why the guy looks like the guy from Planet of the Apes? I don't know. I... Or why he was wrestling a bull. Or the gymnastics fight. This is a show where the weakness is ankles. I don't really want yeah. to question things too much. There's no ice skating conversation at all. No Just ice cream. accept it for what it is. Live life to the fullest, Daryl. I will do so. And the best way to do so... Straight from the heart. Oh, I thought you were going to say shot through the heart. And I'd be too late for giving love a bad name. But yeah, bearing that in mind, since uh, I'm sure there's a mob of people outside waiting to, to just storm in here and steal all these TVs. <laughs> these are really good TVs. Some of them are even missing composite video bugs. That's how good they are. Yeah, we just jammed the plug-in real hard and it works. Oh, well, that's pretty ingenious. But anyway. I enjoy long walks in the jam beach. In. And it laying in. down by the fire. Ja -ja, jam it in. Jam it in your ponos. Cold. Jam it in! <laughs> You look resigned to your fate. I have a Smash tournament run tomorrow. Oh, another one. Yeah. And then he this will one kill has himself. More furries. Yeah. I think I understand what AWA is about now. Needs more furries. I, I think I got the full Vox Populi from just a couple of random anonymous people I found. What the heck is that moon language crap, Vox Populi? Moonspeak! It is Moonspeak from the southern coast of India. I learned it from reading the scripts to Monty Python. Hey, I'm illiterate. Way to make fun of me. Yeah. Figure one, the large. Here's the, the serious large. answer. The People who are actually good at things come to this convention and hold panels. Like, 
Tim Eldred and Carl Horn and possibly Daryl Sorrell. Possibly. possibly. And the other conventions yes, I go bit, to a little bit of Daryl. Have uh, panels department replaced uh, with new people who take all the good panels out and replace it with panels about DDR. Anime 101. And three anime ABCs panels run by different people. How to make AMVs. How to make EGL AMVs. EGL AMVs. And that is the answer to the question. Don't, don't forget the bondage panel. Oh, we missed the bondage panel. That was here at AWA. Oh, uh, wait. It's got a Japanese name. Yeah, it's got Shimizu. Shimitaba. Shiratori is a word. Shimari. Shibari. 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 There's also Shiratori. Shabu Shabu panel? Yeah. How to swish your meat. Oh my god. Oh, how not right. sick? Body image and cosplay. Hey, body image and cosplay was one run by my, uh, someone I know who I stood up as a way to prove that I didn't need to go to the nerd prom. Oh, so you're not going, Daryl? I didn't go. It's Daryl, Daryl, you got paid. For I, that. I got paid to do it. You just, you just betrayed your viewer. I took the money and ran. Here's an AWA insider tip: Don't go to Steak and Shake because they can't handle the wood, and they would take 45 minutes. Steak and Shake sucks. You should go to IHOP. It's really pro. Go to Waffle House. Waffle House. Or Waffle Which House. Which Waffle House? There's a Waffle House. In With yeah. any Waffle House. There's a Waffle House across the road. There's Although I heard from a little girl a this year about that two men walked up to her last year without badges down. and said, want to go to Waffle House? It's just a few exits away. And that is what anime so. conventions are all about. No one will ever get comes out. It'll be months It's all right. Everything we record is timeless. It's timeless and universal. Like what Miss Wertheim taught me in English class. Oh, shit. Oh, no, this podcast is over. I got to say thanks to all these uh, people for coming out. Uh, visit the website. I don't remember what the website URL is, but it doesn't matter. Let's go to Robbie. He's still a dick. WA podcasters. Yoi. Yowie. Yoi. I like Yoi better. Yeah, I like Yoi. The pronunciation of the word. Okay. Yes, the pronunciation. Okay, I thought I could incriminate you with that statement. All right. We're in stop because we got to go see the cool panels now. Peace. No, Yuri. Yeah, we. I was going to make the joke. Oh, make the joke then. Okay. It stands for Yamate Oshiri Gaitai. I don't get it. I got it. I don't get it. I, I didn't. My hero. I don't get it. Yaranaika, lad. Yaranaika? All right. Done.